Welcome to How to Have Fun at Work. My name is Lynn Parker, and I spent years doing something I was good at, but not having any fun. Then one of my clients told me women aren't funny. So I created Funny Women, and the rest is history. In this podcast, I talk to guests from both comedy and business. They have a lot more in common than you would ever imagine. Like many of us at the start of a new year, I have all the good intentions to change things up, be more focused and put some goals in place. Resolutions are simply there to be broken. Throw in a team of creative colleagues, a cast of comedians, writers and creators and all the pressures of everyday working life and it's easy to see why this happens. At least we have fun along the way. To prove it, I've invited two brilliant guests from both aspects of my working life to see if focus can really be achieved alongside creativity. Welcome Lucy Hall and Kat Bond. Hello. Hello. How are you both? Nice to see you. Nice to see you too. It's um, it's really interesting to have you both because you both sort of work on different sides, supposedly, of the creative fence, but you both have performance and development in very much in common so um that'll be useful for us when we have this discussion um so first of all i'm going to introduce lucy hall uh she is a community builder and leader and a strong advocate for educating women with digital skills her achievements are quite simply leave me breathless um, and include co-founding her events marketing company aviso media creating the top social media marketing festival social day and her proudest achievement developing the digital women community which aims to empower a million women through digital skills welcome lucy um now we've worked together a bit haven't we we have (laughs) being very coy about that I've spoken at your Digital Women events and I've even been nominated in your awards, which was a great honour. And you've always got lots and lots of ideas and energy. Where does this come from, Lucy? I want some. Well, I think, (laughs) thank you for that lovely introduction to start with. I, I think I come from a background of entrepreneurs. So my family are all entrepreneurs. So all on my dad's side of the family, they all have run their own businesses and they've uh, always had different things going on. And so I don't feel like I'm able to focus on one thing. <laughs> I get very bored. So if I do that, I'll lose interest quite quickly. Yeah. So I like to do lots of different things and I'm and I can get good at lots of different things but I do lose interest after mm. a while. And that's yeah. why when I'm doing it, I have lots of energy because I am excited <laughs> about the thing I'm doing in that moment. Yeah, well, let, let's come back to that because I think that's an interesting part of the whole discussion. Uh, my second guest is Kat Bond, an actress, comic and writer from Essex. That's what it says here. <laughs> who most recently won last year's prestigious Funny Women Comedy Writing Award. And I'm really glad to hear it, Kat. She's been busy tapping away on her laptop ever since. Now, I first encountered Kat a few years ago as part of the acclaimed comedy duo That Pair which also made the final of the Funny Women Awards, the stage award. And since then, she's been popping up all over the place with loo rolls on her head and a telly advert or two. Now, Kat, first of all, explain that loo roll on your head. 
Hello, Lynn. Thanks for the intro. <laughs> yeah, I was, I'm pleased you asked. Uh, the Lou on my head came from a show called Luro, which was about a woman. It was a solo show that I made. Um, it was kind of a character comedy show, quite surreal, quite strange. Uh, the whole premise of the show was that a woman was found in a bin um, <laughs> and she was trying to piece together who her family were by the sort of things that were in the in the bin and one of those things was a Lou roll. I saw um, it. It was great. Oh, thank you. Thank you so much. You have to say that, but no, thank no, you. I loved it. I um, love surreal, so it was yeah, brilliant. It was, you know. quite, it was quite strange, but yeah, thank, thanks we again love for that. that intro. Yeah. You also have, you said you also have various side hustles and jobs requiring lots of humour. So um, what's the maddest job you've ever done? Mm, I've done like quite a few jobs. I mean, I've been a children's party entertainer that threw up quite a few different stories, but I've also like worked in a factory that sold just lights of cars um, which Light, was lights of cars, As so in... just like lights, so <laughs> just the light fittings of cars, which was oh, slightly okay. unusual, and that definitely required uh, humour yeah. um, because it was quite repetitive. Yeah. Uh, but I've done, yeah, I've done various uh, strange things, uh, but mainly like, connected to events and performance. Yeah. But yeah, um, yeah, like I'm a bit creative, of a jack of all trades. Like all creative people, we've all done lots of weird stuff. I think. I think that's 100%. true. hundred yeah, percent. Yeah, yeah. And I agree with, um, we're similar, Lucy, in that sense of having lots of fingers in lots of pies in order to sort of stay energised and to sort of fuel the different jobs um, and hopefully, yeah, be better yeah. at the other jobs because you're kind of mixing up a bit. So let's let's get into the discussion. So Lucy, first, first let me come to you. Do you have to be truly creative to do what you do? Do you know what? I think humans are creative by nature. So I think all of us are creative. So when people say, oh, no, I, I don't know how you do that because I'm not creative and I can't do that. I think I don't think that's true. I think everybody has some kind of creativity inside them and they could if they gave themselves the space to be creative. So I do feel like um, anybody and this is just probably because I'm putting a positive slant on it. Or it might not be, but I do believe that anybody could do what I do if they gave themselves a space to be creative, but they also set goals as well and um, gave themselves kind of, um, you know, somewhere, some some point to reach for or to aim for. Mm. Um, Kat, do you concur with that? Or do you think I, people are, I mean, it, it, in terms of, your field as an actor and, and working in entertainment, uh, I mean, creativity comes on lots of different levels, doesn't it? You know, it's it's not just the performers on the stage. No, I think it's trying to find creative ways to make a living. Um, <laughs> so there's a way of kind of working out how to be around people and to connect with people and kind of follow certain instincts I also think it's about being able to develop that confidence to be able to share your creativity and whether you want to do that in a kind of public space I know lots of friends particularly during the pandemic who aren't involved in the creative arts found loads of avenues for their creativity but they didn't necessarily feel the need to share it with other people <laughs> um, or the need to potentially you know showcase that or show off depending on how you look at it. So I think it's within us all. I certainly find lots of people who aren't in the create, creative industries really creative. My family yeah. are, the, are the opposite. They're not, they sort of, most of them worked at nine till five. My mum works in the NHS. So it was a case of 
I think they're really creative. I think they're really funny. And it's just the whether they've put time and energy and explored that. Um, and it's also opportunity and also whether someone you connect with, say, for example, it was my drama teacher, I connected, really connected with him and he sort of validated a few things <laughs> quite early doors. And I genuinely think that sort of sparked something. And I think someone sort of saying, oh, you're all right at that means that sometimes you crack on and pursue it. I know that sounds quite basic, but it's whether your life connects in that yeah. way. Lucy, you have a, a bit of a background in performing arts as well, haven't you? Oh, you've done your research, haven't you? Well, you did tell me, actually. Oh, did I? Yeah. Um, yeah I, I did. I did a... Um, so, since I, apparently... Well, apparently, this is what my mum tells me anyways. <laughs> two years old, she used to say... I used to say, I want to be on stage when I grow up. And all I ever wanted to do was be an actress. That was my whole thing in, in my entire life. And um, so I did a first diploma in performing arts, a national diploma in performing arts, and all of this other stuff. And then, um, And then I... And then I left and decided to start um, an eBay business when I was quite young, like 18 or 19 or something like that. It's not that I didn't want to carry on doing it. I just didn't have the confidence. I didn't have that. Yeah. Every time before I went on stage, I would I'd be physically sick and I'd feel ready. I did, I did well. I got distinction and I, you know, I passed everything and I was very serious about it. But it made me feel so unwell to do mm. it. Mm. Um, and I don't know if it was an age thing or just because I had never been told like um Catherine was saying I think um she said that she'd been told you know actually you're quite good at this and she's been given the confidence to go ahead and do it whereas I don't think that I had I had that and so yeah, yeah so I d- went down a different avenue and actually entrepreneurially I have so much confidence because <laughs> that's what my family do and it's easy for me I can buy something I can sell something and it just seems like second nature it doesn't seem like work it's just very simple and very easy it's a different kind of performance. It's the same thing. It's just using your skills in a, a slightly different way. I mean, I strongly identify with that. And I think also I worked in sales for quite a long time. And I think that's yeah, a performance. Every totally. Day. You have to pick up the phone. You have to talk to people and you're selling things. And whether you believe it, sometimes you don't believe in it because I worked in London for a long time selling and I was selling like um, advertising in a pensions magazine for thousands of pounds. And I didn't believe in it. So I had to <laughs> And that I believed in it and it was all kind of like a, an act so that you could hit your target so that you could make the money so that you could have fun at weekends and stuff so but a lot of actors you know do telesales as when they're in between in between jobs you know it's a kind of a bit of a, a standing joke isn't it about you know the sort of work that actors do when they're not on stage or in a film yeah. or on a tv program it's waiting at tables or call centers <laughs> so, yeah. so they're all the same sort of thing have you ever done that cat yeah that was one of my jobs I sold <laughs> I think I was selling wines and then it was also like ch- a charity call center yeah I didn't last long because I didn't mind speaking on the phone but sometimes you were speaking to quite old people and we weren't sort of <laughs> trying to sell them I don't know it was just really tricky and it sort of played on the sensitive part of me which was just like are we trying to flog I didn't want to be flogging something to a, to a lady who was oh. quite vulnerable but there's I mean lots of actors do do that and I think that when you're looking for side hustles um it's really useful and you will be employed a little bit quicker because you've got the confidence and you you're not scared to answer mm. the phone and you've got the chat being able to adapt has really been really useful in in mm. my, my side hustles and because it's not linear it's it's not a straight 
clear ladder. You know, you think, oh, I've had a year of not having to do side hustle and then you have to go back to it. And I think you just have to be able to adjust uh, really quickly. And obviously people in the pandemic have needed to do that. But yeah, yeah. It's defi- there's definitely an overlap. Sales is not my strong point, but I could chat to <laughs> someone for ages. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'd like to argue that that is what sales is a lot of the time. Right. You know, yeah. It's chatting and then in with the kill, you know. <laughs> yes. Yeah, I wasn't just good at that sort of, and so would you like to buy this now? It's just like, oh yeah, the final you, kill was... Uh, yeah, you've just signed a, a check track. here for £2,000. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> quite hard to do that over the phone but there you go um so lucy um what is your creative start point for any new product or project or well anything you're doing really do you have a do you start with a a lovely swirly drawing or do you sit down with your team and discuss it what where do you start so i'm really bad for this so I'm <laughs> honest with you um because that's all I can be at this point I have an idea and I just do it that's the first <laughs> thing I do I just do it and then we unravel the mess afterwards <laughs> then we plan and then we plan for the future so I just go oh I've got this idea and then I'll just do it and um, that's I think that's the confidence from you know my background in perhaps sales and like uh, um working on the family business, working on a market store since I was like oh, yeah. five years old with yeah. my dad. Um, just knowing that I can buy and sell things, having an idea going, let's see if that works. It doesn't work. I almost, it doesn't bother me because I know I can do something else. But then what's happened is some of these ideas have really taken off and done really, really well. And so then we've had to sit back and plan ahead, make sure we've got everything set up so that we can actually bring in the right revenues mm. hit our targets and that kind of thing so I always start with oh that's a good idea let me try that and then you know what, what's your hit rate how many of those actually go anywhere well um I've got better lately so now I now the ideas I have normally form part of what we already do so for example with digital yeah. women I'll have an idea for an event and we do it with digital women rather than setting up a whole new thing with digital to women the membership got set up I just set it up over a weekend myself and everyone was like why are you doing this this is ridiculous we don't have time I was like no trust me this is something that we need to do we need to help these women and it's going to be really really good and thankfully it worked yeah but there are things that just you know die a death and now Mm. there's sometimes I think actually no I'm not going to do that because this is just going to be a waste of time yeah um, but it took quite a long time for me to get to that point of saying, I'm not going to do that because this is not going to work. Everyone's telling me it's not going to work. Um, I think yeah. I think as creatives, saying no or admitting something doesn't work is actually harder than getting the idea off the ground. Kat, Kat would you agree with that? Yeah, I'm sort of nodding. Listener, yeah, I'm nodding are. vigorously. <laughs> I, I do, I think, um, I do agree with that in terms of, I was just nodding vigorously at, at Lucy <laughs> there because... I feel like I'm the same. I sort of immediately, if I have an idea and I sort of write it down in the middle of the night, I sort of start to get it going. And only recently have I discovered that actually planning, particularly in writing, um, planning the structure of an idea and seeing whether it's got a strong enough arc and drive and engine and character before I launch into writing the full 30-page script, um, 
has is really helpful but it's taken me a really long time to do that and yeah. I do think it's a tricky balance because you have to go with that motivation and that initial jo- drive and energy and joy that you have from an exciting new idea but with a bit of experience I'm realizing that actually I could save myself time by doing some structuring and sort of a bit of forward planning and the same with live shows at the moment I'm sort of back gigging and because I've had experience of making live performance I also know how challenging it can be how much money it costs how much rejection will be involved and so I'm having to now do a bit of a hold my nose jump back in do a stand-up show find that energy again rather than being so cautious because I've experienced both positive and negative from sticking myself out there I think it's a real tricky balance of managing your expectations trying to hone that initial energy but also having the foresight and vision to see whether this idea actually has legs. Mm. Well, the one thing I will say with many, many years of hindsight, (laughs) um, and I still haven't lost my enthusiasm for coming up with new ideas, but I I think as you get, as you do more of it, you, you learn along the way what does and doesn't work. And that little thing in your head, the editor in your head says, uh, now, maybe don't do this now, you know, just <laughs> Lucy is now also laughing and nodding. Would you agree, Lucy? Yeah, 100%. <laughs> I think, I, like, I think it's never going to go, if you're a creative person, um, you're going to ha- always going to have lots of ideas, aren't you? And yeah. I don't think it's ever going to go away because it's who you are, isn't it? Essentially, it's part of you. But I do believe that, yeah, like, like you're saying, Lynn, you learn, don't you? And yeah. Then from that learning, you start to become just, you know, you start to plan and you start to understand what's actually important. You're listening to How to Have Fun at Work, brought to you by Funny Women and Hilarious. Well, let's move on. Let's move on and talk about focus and planning, because I think this is the the next step of the game, isn't it? So, so Lucy, I know you plan because you've been working with us on planning. And uh, that's been a very interesting experience. So first-hand experience, uh, Funny Women's been working with uh, Lucy on our uh, social media strategy. And I think it is blatantly obvious that you, you know, you think you know what you're doing and then you realise you've been doing this for God knows how many years and you've got no plan whatsoever. So what, what are your, you know, what is your best way of embarking on a plan with your clients and your the people you work with Lucy yeah well first of all um I just I just want to say that you can learn to be organized and you can learn to plan even if you're really creative you think oh I can't it's like the other way around there's people who say I'm really analytical and I like to plan so I can't be creative and then there's people who say I'm so creative so I can't plan and I'm all over the place well you know I'm creative and I can plan as well. And everybody can do, everybody can be creative and they can plan. And I used to be very disorganized. I used to plan nothing. I used to post everything on social media, like as I went along and it just wasn't working properly. And that's why I created the social media planner. And that's why I started to, um, you know, strategize and plan everything properly because when I did that, I realized this is how you get results. And um, and that's why I created the planner because now other people can use that strategy and that system and they start to suddenly go, oh, wow, I can save a lot of time and do things a lot better if I just have a goal 
and have a goal that's you know if you're a business that's attached to some kind of monetary value hopefully or you know something that is going to hopefully bring the revenue in down the line and then planning backwards from there so what is it that I want to achieve and then how am I going to do it and what kind of things do I need to put in place to do that and if you write it all down and you sit down and plan properly regularly you can you know you will achieve your goals you actually do there's 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 evidence all over the place to suggest that just writing down your goals and having goals helps you to be successful. I've got this theory that if I have got something I need to do, if I say it out loud to myself or I write it down, I'm a complete list writer. Um, is If it's on a list or I've said it, it's going to happen. You know, it doesn't always happen, but it's a good way of, it's like setting your goal verbally visually but I I will confess that I find without going into a lot of detail about it social media is one of the areas um, that I find the hardest to actually get my head around planning. Kat do you have the same sort of experience? You're quite good on your social media actually. I'm a very sporadic social media (laughs) poster and I also I did I did have a session with someone I was just really inspired by what Lucy was saying then and I was just like wanted to whoop um (laughs) and it made me feel really excited um because I really do believe in goal setting but I I feel like uh, yeah social media I think I could really do with having a bit of a plan and I think it becomes a little bit more complicated when you as an individual are your business I could do it for mates. I could be like, these are the three yeah. things that make your voice really strong and unique. And yeah. this is why every time you say this or the way you speak or that part of your identity is hilarious or It's so clever. hard to do it for yourself. It really is. It's the hardest thing. It's challenging. And I think actually half of building your confidence is giving yourself that and being yeah. able to say, look, this is my business, this is, I am making money from this, I'm self-employed um, and I need to treat this the same um, as I would if I was a sort of a, a separate business and em- employing people. But it does make it a bit challenging because that's playing on confidence and also I find it a bit confusing because you sort of have to manage, if you do lots of different things, uh, you have to sort of spoon feed it and I think people get a bit confused when you're lots of different things. I think I'd don't think anyone should uh, be put off by doing lots of different things but I think uh, separating those things would be really useful and keeping it really clear like having a separate social media account for that side of your business Um, yeah I mean social media is just one part of all this as well isn't it and I mean what we all need is one of Lucy's amazing media planner things she's got this amazing it's like a little booklet thing it's a book it's a book. She's going to show it to us in the Zoom now, but I know what it looks like. But it uh, <laughs> it is um it is a great thing to have. But I am I'm personally quite resistant to things like that because mm. I have my way. I'm you know long in the tooth. I have my way of doing things, and I think as you get older, you get more and more. I don't know. You you just get set in your ways. It's a terrible admission, and you know anyway, that's boring. Um, <laughs> um, do you, Lucy? You said you're 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 much better at being focused now but how do you block out the distractions do do you just sit down with your headphones on um you have your planner sit there with your planner what's your way of focusing okay so um 
don't get me wrong, I do get overwhelmed. I do get very overwhelmed um, because I do have a lot going on. And I've got two children um, in yeah. primary school as well. Um, you know, so I'm a busy person. I've got a lot of things to juggle. Um, a lot of the time my house is a bit of a mess and I have to wait till the weekend to clean it. Like things suffer. I'm not perfect in any way. Um, but the way I do focus is, that I think, just the simplest and most easiest thing that you can do, like you said, Lynn, um, is just write a list. Because there's all these things going around in your head, right? If you're, yep. you know, if you're an entrepreneur, creative person, whatever you are, there's things going on in your head all the time, and like you're driving along, and you're like, oh my gosh! And then I'm like, oh gosh, there's a, I've got a podcast half for. Oh, I've got something else. <laughs> oh my gosh, what's going? What's going on? Um, just taking a second to write those things down. Um, that's part of planning, I think. Um, yeah. Just taking a minute to write everything down. Just get it all out of your head. Um, and don't be a hero about it. Like you can't just keep everything in your head. You can't just like do everything. Um, so yeah, I find that really helps. And being the other thing is being able to let go of things and let people help you. And that's really, really hard, especially if you're quite a perfectionist or you really believe in what you're doing and um you think that nobody can quite do it the same way. And yeah. I think we all feel like that. And it's very, very right. hard. we've all been there in our different ways, haven't we? and you know um it's just it's just that's one of the hardest things to do to let go and let other people do it and I still find it very hard but I still do like I do let go more so now so I can focus Mm. on one thing at a time um but yeah I think making a list very simple and letting go and letting other people um and also just just um realizing and remembering that things aren't going to go right all the time and you are going to drop a ball now and again Mm. Because then yeah. when you do drop a ball, it doesn't feel quite so, like, earth-shattering. <laughs> Kat, is that familiar to you? What well, earth-shattering, <laughs> crushing, <laughs> feeling of failure. Yeah. Um, no, I, yeah, yeah, it does very much connect. I think writing a list, I am very easily distracted um, and I'm trying to work out ways to structure and plan um, I'm finding that my survival brain is quite strong, as in sometimes when I'm really pushing myself, I get the little really quite strong feelings of like doubt and that really doesn't help the focus. And I'm realising that when those little survival brain mode comes in, like, oh, you, you shouldn't do this, you shouldn't do this, <laughs> I'm realising that's probably I am doing something that's quite good or fun or pushing myself and so focus becomes difficult with that but I'm finding just planning how many hours a day I'm going to write is really useful that's a recent thing so around Christmas time it's a bit tricky so I was saying okay three good hours that doesn't sound like a lot but when you're jack of all trades and you're running around that was that was enough and then I felt good about that I'd written for three hours um, or I'd been at my desk for three hours. So that was quite useful. Yeah. I'm going into specifics now, but I'm finding just writing in my diary a bit of a plan and that will change. Um, other things will come in that you want to do, but trying to prioritise those things are really useful. So, yeah, writing stuff down, saying out loud to people that you're going to send stuff and deadlines. Um, obviously, with the Funny Women competition, I knew that deadline was coming up. I'd written 10 pages for a previous deadline and so... Those things just gave me a, a bit of structure and short-term structure because I'm mm. the same as you, Lynn, actually. You know, there's a lot of things that I want to do in the future, but actually just a bit of a week plan yeah. 
and then trying to focus in on what the goal is yeah. goal is for the for the year and i suppose sort of not manifesting stuff in the sense that you're meditating on something for hours and hours although that might be something you want to do but I suppose just putting it out there that it's a possibility to yourself and I keep on coming back to confidence but I think folk losing focus for me is often when those little wobbles of self-doubt come yeah. in and so yeah. to refocus that and to be like thanks for joining me survival brain I know you're there because I'm pushing myself and you'd rather I just get back in bed trying to maintain focus whilst doing something creative and pushing yourself is tricky but I think writing stuff down and having short-term and long-term goals. This is How to Have Fun at Work with Lynn Parker, the founder of Funny Women. To find out how to have fun in your workplace, visit www.herlarious.co.uk. Right, uh, let's move on. Let's talk about work, the workplace. I know... It's slightly different for you both, but I think it's all the same thing. Um, now, creativity, I think we alluded to this earlier, Lucy, um, is often seen as something a bit frivolous in terms of the workplace. You know, it's seen as like, oh, they're a bit creative. But actually, um, I think even people who work in finance and accountancy can be creative. W- would you agree, Lucy? Yeah, I mean, absolutely. I'm terrible with numbers, to be honest with you. <laughs> I, it's just something and I now I'm saying I'm ter- people say oh I'm terrible at being creative or I'm terrible at this and now I'm saying I'm terrible with numbers but actually if I sat down if I was interested I think in numbers ah that's, that's it, it that's it. In it yeah then yeah. you can be creative with it I think perhaps that's what it is I um, think you've answered your own question there yeah. I think that's absolutely right yeah, yeah. there you go Kat would you agree with that I mean budgets for your shows do you like that bit of the job? I don't like that bit of the job. <laughs> and I love collaborating with people who are really amazing producers. and Who are good at that. Mm. Who are good at that. And I think it's good not to box, put yourself in a box uh, and be like, I'm not good at this. But my instinct and enthusiasm is not towards that. And um, I feel like if you are in a position to get funding and to work with people who are really good with numbers um, and budgeting and, yeah, producers, basically. And that happens a lot more in theatre and it does happen with comedy. Um, But I think it's really good to work with people who maybe can fill in, you know, you can complement each other. Um, I do my own tax turn. I work on my own accounts. I have to obviously, like, send invoices. So I've got the basics there. Um, But that's something... I'd be really up for doing some more training. Yeah. Um, you know, and I think that builds your confidence then because you feel like actually I've done a few days or a week and I've you've given yourself that opportunity to be a numbers person or to mm. be someone who's good at business or social media. And so it just bit by bit you challenge your own yeah, identity in in that sense but um yeah I know as part of um Lucy's digital women community there are lots of women with different skills who use digital in lots of different ways and uh, I know that's part of your ambition with it as well Lucy that we can use each other and collaborate so that we all pitch in and do what we're best at but you know that I think women are actually really good at that as well yeah and they don't presume that I think we don't presume that we're experts and I think that can sometimes be a negative thing. Yeah. But actually 
it's quite good because you really want to learn things. It's mm. like, yeah, restarting all over again and learning like story structure. I, my gut instinct knew that and I've been doing that for ages, but I wanted to go back and really interrogate it. And I don't, mm. I think that's always a really good instinct. And sign me up. I feel like this whole podcast is a promotion for me <laughs> just to go, <laughs> go and sign up to Lucy. I'll be there. I'll be well, knocking at your door. I can, I can only say we've, we're very well signed up. We do work together quite oh, a bit. Do you? And, right. uh, but, but that's good <laughs> for all the right reasons. And that's yeah. why, that's why Lucy's here today, because I think we, all of us in the creative world need to somehow, you know, digital helps you do things and gives you more time to do the creative stuff that we like doing. I think that's, that's kind of the outcome. Um, I want to just ask you one more question on the topic of creativity and focus. So nature of the creative process, you know, for every up, there's a down. Um, it is a creative roller coaster. Um, I, a leading question, but what's the most creative thing you've ever done, Lucy? That's actually really put me on the spot because <laughs> um, the most creative thing that I've ever done, I don't think I've done the most creative thing. Ah, yet. okay. So what, what do you want to do then? What do I want to do? So at the moment, I so this morning, I went on my first art history um, course and ah. it set me on fire. And I realised that this is something that I absolutely love. And um, the more we started talking about the paintings and the history of the paintings, the more I was like, wow, this is blowing my mind. And I feel like one day I'm going to do something really creative where I'm going to curate something amazing. So oh, it hasn't happened great. yet. I'm talking about the future. Yeah. Um, but... I think I do like micro creative things all the time, if yeah. that makes sense. But I don't think I've ever done anything extra like, oh, I created Social Day. and like I'm going to say that's fairly that. creative. Yeah, it's <laughs> creative, but it's, it's work and it's business. And I just feel, ah. yeah. See, that's it. That's the interesting thing, the label. That's work. Yeah. That work can be creative. Kat, what's the most creative thing you've ever done? I was going to say something really pretentious and I gave myself a day off from writing yesterday because my brain was really struggling um, and I was feeling very emotional and I was like really in stuff. So I had a day where I just didn't do anything, which is really hard because I'm sort of on a deadline. But it did feel, it's not the most creative thing I've done, but the whole week I was losing a lot of creative focus and focus yeah. Yeah. and yeah. actually having a day and just getting my head a bit straight really helped. Um, I think the most creative things I've done have been involved making theatre with um, some theatre companies. There's a theatre company I work with, weirdly very connected to art history, Lucy. All the connections are coming in. <laughs> it's um, with a theatre company called Breach and it was about an artist called Artemisia Gentileschi and the whole making of that, and it came at a time where it was about her it basically connected really strongly to me too whilst a lot of that was happening in the current day and this was like during Caravaggio's time anyway you can hear how excited I am about it I, and I that, can feel I can feel a new Edinburgh show coming on here it's already Luke, been an Edinburgh Luce, show oh, oh, Lucy, oh, Lucy Lucy might write it <laughs> yeah Lucy get it on but that felt the most creative and I think that came from the people I was collaborating with and the space that they gave me and the rest of the company to explore and it just connected at the right time in terms mm. of what was going on in the current day to this story in history. Uh, 
and that felt pretty electric. But yeah, I hope mine's to come. So I really want to make a short film and bring some of this written stuff to life. And I feel that's going to take a lot of producing, but I feel hopefully that will be my most creative thing. Nice. You've said it now. You've said yes, it now. Said so it. you're going to have to do it. Yeah. Thank you, Liv. <laughs> I was just going to say that sounds like really, really amazing. And that I always find when you don't stop, you do lose your creativity, but it's yeah. almost like when you're in the shower or you're on oh, yeah. relaxing, all of a sudden this idea comes into yeah. your head. And you're like, no, I was relaxing. And now I just want to work. And you don't have your laptop with you or something like that. Yeah. And that's when it comes, isn't it? When you complete. Yeah. I always get quite upset that I don't have my notebook in me, in with the shower with me, because I yeah. always have, I always come out of the shower with that list of about 10 ideas. Yeah. Well, look, this we've done justice, I think, to the subject. Thank you very much. Um, and I'd just like to go out with your fave top tip for how you have fun at work. So, Lucy, how do you have fun at work? How do I have fun at work? I don't take myself too serious. I don't take I take work seriously, but I don't let it control my life because I think if I did that, then work wouldn't be so much fun. And um, just by creating lots of different type, like things to do every day, like having a big kind of range of different like, types of work and that kind of thing it makes me have fun. Um, yeah. That's a great. That's great. Kat, how do you have fun at work? I have fun at work by opening my work out to other people either collaborating or just having a conversation about it so it feels like it's part of the world rather than just in my own head also try not to take myself too seriously and try and mix up the different things that I do while still giving trying to give focus um and just having a chat sometimes if it's not working like in a writer's room have a chat and a story or joke or something will come from that so opening it out to other people and collaboration I think keeps it fun brilliant Lucy, where can we find you? You can find me at uh, on Twitter, Lucy Shell, or Instagram, Lucy.shell. Okay, and also Digital Women. And Digital Women. <laughs> and, um, Since we've mentioned that a few times. <laughs> you can just get Digital Women. And on social media, the um, L is always a one. Okay, okay. I think we get that. Uh, Kat, where can we find you? Um, I'm on Twitter and Instagram, Twitter at Catherine Bond, Instagram at Miss Catherine Bond. (laughs) And that's probably your best bit. I do have a website as well if you fancy a gander at some of my madness. I think they should. I think they'd like to see the loo rolls on your head. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Thank you both so much. Um, It was absolutely fantastic. We'll say goodbye uh, all together now. Goodbye. 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 You've been listening to How to Have Fun at Work with Lynn Parker. If you like us, please subscribe, review and share.